0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Strong Opinions, Loosely Held, from Refinery29. I'm Elisa Kreisinger, and on today's show, the Kardashian Industrial Complex. That's complex with a K, obviously. Here are some of the comments we get on our coverage of the Kardashians.
1: Making the excuse that they're the super important part of society today is crap. The onslaught of Kardashian content is disappointing. It doesn't matter how famous they are or how many followers they have. What matters is that you are supporting them and allowing their stupidity to spread. The problem with the Kardashians is that you're promoting pure stupidity. Love hate them, we're sending energy their way. I choose to ignore them. That said, I read the article. I read the article. I read the article. I read the article. I read the article.
0: So it's Sunday night and I'm dreading going to work the next morning. My only solace at this point is turning on keeping up with the Kardashians, pouring myself a glass of wine, and pretending not to care about the world, women, or my 5:30 a.m. alarm clock. Now, I will admit that I watched the show, and I thought that this was a not so secret guilty pleasure among most millennial women, but actually according to Nielsen's, only about 1.3 million people watched this year's season premiere. And even more surprising, Only a little over half a million of those viewers were in the lucrative 18 to 49 demographic. So just to put that into perspective, more people watched the meme of the rat dragging a piece of pizza down a subway stair than actually watched the Kardashians. You are all often described as famous for being famous. You don't really act. You don't sing. You don't dance. You don't have any, forgive me, any talent. So if they have no talent and no one's really watching their show, why are they everywhere? My first justification was strategic. The Kardashians must allow publishers to get the clicks they need to write the more substantial content, right? Otherwise, why else would we all do it? This is one of the great unsolved mysteries of our modern popular culture. So I talked to Ann Helen Peterson, and we took a crack at solving the Kardashian industrial
1: complex. My name is Ann Helen Peterson, and I am a features writer at BuzzFeed. Yeah, you know, I think that no publisher would put it in as simple as terms as, like, one Kardashian article means one investigations article, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the calculus is that simple. That is much easier to click and much easier to consume in a lot of ways. So, like, a list, like, a a list in style or a list in celebrity that's just, like, ten amazing things about the Kardashians or, like, this time when Chloe did this incredible thing, right? That... Pulls in the traffic and establishes a brand that means that they can also l- pay for stuff that doesn't necessarily bring in as much of an audience. So, like, this is an algebra that goes on at many, many different places, whether it's like a place like ABC, which uses some of the funding from a top 10 sitcom to pay for its news. Like, it's not anything that's necessarily novel.
0: Anne Helen Peterson works at BuzzFeed, but I should tell you she's got her Ph.D. in celebrity. She was an academic, she taught all over the U.S., but she couldn't find a job, so she quit, and she went to BuzzFeed.
1: When people hear that I study celebrity, they always have something to say. They're like, oh, I like this person, or... I mean, oftentimes, they will hear that I study celebrity and say, why does Kim Kardashian exist? Ten years ago, that question was Paris Hilton. And now it's Kim. But what do you say? Oh, I give like a really like actually I think she's incredibly savvy and, and a, a good example of how, you know, women can leverage the the labor of femininity in order to, you know, exploit interests. So when people say, you know, why is Kim Kardashian, I think my first impulse is always to historicize and say, you know, people have been celebrities for things that aren't necessarily what we think of as, like, skill for a long time. You know, on the Forbes most talent, like, most wealthy list, she's listed, like, her occupation, you know, they'll have, like, I don't know, Meryl Streep, actress or whatever. Like, it says Kim Kardashian, personality. And her personality is a skill. Like, she has figured out how to make a personality that is entertaining and compelling to people. And her life is her life's work. When people say like she has no talent other than being herself, she has managed to make that self into something that is of entertainment value. And
0: how does that link back to aspects of femininity and and, and womanhood today?
1: All of the labor of being a woman that is often alighted. So things like how much work it takes to get ready for a celebrity event or for just a woman to go to work or how uncomfortable it is to be pregnant and to try to look beautiful while you're pregnant or how much work it is to create a brand around yourself. The show and then also all of the kind of subtexts, like the the peripheral text of the show, really make that labor visible, showing what labor is generally alighted and made invisible and made to seem just like how women naturally are.
0: Her reality show is the visualization of Previously, invisible
1: labor, yeah, so a Marxist would say what she's doing is making labor visible, right. right ok, And what oftentimes happens in capitalist America is we see a product, and we're like, it just is. There was no labor that went into that. And she shows not I mean, obviously, her life is one of leisure, but oftentimes, like the labor of being a celebrity, like standing in a pose for so long like being in full makeup all the time, avoiding these sorts of certain sets of cameras, but then also like orchestrating your exposure in other ways. That is labor.
0: The thing is when I'm watching the show and I've got my feminist glasses on, right. I see her eating salad at the table, right? Yeah. Like I, I I, don't necessarily see all the labor. I can make an argument for like the IVF and looking right. through like the lens of women's bodies and right. you rarely see IVF, right. like or women struggling to get pregnant. Yeah. But switching back to the labor thing for one second, she's like, some days we're shooting until like 10 O'clock at night, and if you've worked in TV or like production, yeah, you know if talent leaves at ten, like the crew's leaving even later. Like it's not totally. She, in many ways, like writes it off, yeah, to be what to craft an image of leisure, yeah. So is she not aware of the system that she's created?
1: I think that she thinks of herself as a laborer and as someone who works really hard, and everyone in her family as laborers for sure. But then doesn't necessarily think of herself within a larger spectrum of labor. And so people who are doing the less think, like the more thinkless labor, <laughs> that that is invisible for sure.
0: When we're clicking on the Kardashian mm-hmm. things, not necessarily the longer form critiques of it, but like right. Kardashian listicles or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we defining popular culture or are we letting
1: it define us? You know, I think that it's a mix of things because... You need to have a uh, like a star, you need to have a celebrity who is savvy enough to change their image in a way that meshes with the things that are important at a given moment. Right. So the, the really the heart of celebrity theory, of star theory, the way that it's taught in, in colleges, the way that I've taught it, is that a star becomes a star when they act out what matters to people. Right. When they act out ideas, ideologies, whatever, they act out those things in a way that is meaningful. And when they act out something that means a lot to a lot of people, that's when they become a superstar. So like the the example that I always use and that other people use is someone like Marilyn Monroe. Her image, what she meant, really seemed to act out tensions, anxieties, hope streams about both sexuality and also innocence and purity. What do the Kardashians act out? I think they they act out like this very kind of postmodern, post-labor understanding of femininity, but also uh, like mediation—how to be like how to live your life under constant mediation. Can you explain what you mean by mediation? Yeah, so constant surveillance. Okay. Constant thinking about conceiving of your own life in terms of how it can be photographed, conv- like put on the internet, snapshots, sound bites, different portions of your life that can be spun off into different shows. Mm. So the completely commodified lifestyle.
0: You are constantly finding ways to commodify your life. Yeah. To sustain. It's like, it's the hustle.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about Kim is she hustles and she always has. And it's different than Paris, who was born into money. I mean, like, Kim, you know, had money. But she also figured out in a way that was really savvy, she modeled her entire career on Paris's and then took it a step further. And she was not embarrassed to shill for, like, self-tanner and bad diet pills. And that's because she was a reality celebrity. And reality celebrities, in the beginning, there's nothing that you wouldn't commodify, including your sex life.
0: Right. Can you talk a little bit about the class ascension that's kind of baked
1: into the
0: Kardashian complex?
1: Yeah. I mean, so think about Paris Hilton. She's totally old money. She grew up with a certain understanding of the way that things should be. Like her last name is something that is on beautiful buildings all over the world. And she's so white and so like associated with this like whiteness of America and building blocks of America. And then Kardashian, like, not only is coded as ethnically other, but also was associated with these very, like, the O.J. Simpson trial and the commodification of the O.J. Simpson trial and things that were, like, trashy in the 90s.
0: In case you're wondering why the O.J. Simpson trial matters here, Kim's father, Robert Kardashian, was a friend to Simpson and served as his defense attorney during Simpson's murder trial. Remember that image of the white Ford Bronco being surrounded by cop cars cruising down the highway? Yeah, that image became must-see TV. 95 million viewers watched that case unfold. That's more viewers than some Super Bowls. So as a result, Americans embraced, arguably for the first time, a new kind of celebrity, the reality TV star. And Kim was watching this as a 13-year-old unfold in real time.
1: And then she comes up as this sort of, like, peripheral hanger-on to Paris Hilton. Like She, you know, the quote is always like, Kim Kardashian was organizing the shoes in Paris Hilton's closet, right? Like, she was the help. And then now, all of them have leveraged their way into a place of what is essentially royalty, but it's a very new conception of royalty.
0: It's such a postmodern, industrial American dream.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like, instead of laboring, like, you know, so, like, Hilton, like, that is a family that was built on, you know, like, building an empire of business. Like, I'm a successful businessman. Led by a man, too. Yeah, and I, like, build shit, right? And then, like, Kardashian is, like, I take my own body and I turn that into, like, little bits and pieces of me that you can buy.
0: Right. And led by a woman. Right. Well, and even, you know, like,
1: Chris is, I think, you know... Even sabbier than than Kim in a lot of ways, and so having, like, Chris be the architect of your fame instead of, you know, like a patriarch.
0: We talked about the labor aspect. We talked about class. We did the class analysis. We did the gender, but like, the race component is huge. I mean, what is your analysis of the Kim Kardashian
1: breakdown on on race? So, like, something like the paper magazine cover, you know, that's referencing these really famous and racist hot and tot images from, from South Africa. Like, she is absolutely coded as raced in those images and in that imagery. But then I think she, because she's not as radicalized as West, you know, she can be coded as white or at least coded as, like, not, like, incendiary when it comes to race. But mm-hmm. then she writes blog posts, like, you know, like, about how she has a mixed-race daughter, you know, and, like, how these different comments about people of different races, like, how they actually affect her. And she, you know, like, is has been very vocal about Armenian genocide, like, things that you wouldn't necessarily expect someone who oftentimes comes across as non-white. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, I think that's a really naughty question that we still don't have many many answers to. But I do think that you're right, that it has a lot to do with the naughty way that we conceive of race today. Naughty as in K-N-O-T-T-Y, not naughty. (laughs) Right. Thank you for clarifying
0: that. At Refinery, like, we hear a lot from our readers that people are so sick of Kardashian coverage. Right. But they're still clicking on it. So are people really sick of the Kardashians or is it just like easy to
1: complain about them? I think people are really compelled and fascinated by the Kardashians and by all those people that are in their orbit. But they also see the proliferation of very, very small and mindless and less compelling information as wasteful. Mm hmm. And so I, there might be like a bit of false consciousness in that you like you said like people say i hate this shit but then they click on it. Right. But i do think that the the desire, like the thing that is that is triggering people to click on it is they are interested in something about what the kardashians represent. I think you know the thing about celebrities is that we're the reason we're interested in them is because we're trying to work out questions about who we are as, like, a nation, as women, as straight people or queer people or people of color, right? And there's some sort of desire each time you click that, that, like, somehow you'll get some answers to that. Not necessarily in a straightforward way, but, like, you're working through those questions. In that way, the Kardashians, and especially Kim, I think, is a a hook a way for us to talk about larger issues about, like, body size, commodification of sexuality, race, Mm. all these different things. I mean, the thing with celebrities is they aren't good or bad, they just are. Now, what matters, I think, is how we think about those celebrities and how we interrogate our own reactions to those celebrities. Can celebrity gossip be feminist? And the answer is absolutely. By thinking about, okay, why am I having the reaction that I'm having right now? Why is my impulse to like, to shame, to praise, to do any of these things? I love celebrity and I've always been drawn to it, but I also, I'm a thinking person. Like, I want to think about it. And oftentimes you just need a set of tools and a vocabulary in order to think about it that way. I love you so much. (laughs) And Helen
0: Peterson had strong opinions about the Kardashians. Now we want to hear yours. Tweet me at Pirate with your opinions, and make sure to use the hashtag S-O-L-H. That stands for Strong Opinions Loosely Held. Our show today was produced by me, Elisa Kreisinger, with help from Catherine and Connolly for Refinery29. It was edited by Caitlin Pierce, and we recorded with Paul Ruist. Please subscribe to Strong Opinions Loosely Held on iTunes and rate us while you're there. You can find an interview with me about this episode, along with other episodes and stuff that we left on the cutting room floor at Refinery29.com. See you back here next Monday.
1: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues